Welcome to Combos from the Couch by Life Stance Health, where each episode covers the many facets of mental health and well-being. Hello, I'm Nicolette Lianza, and on this episode, I'll be talking with therapist Meg Verstraight about how difficult co-parenting can be when divorced, especially over the holidays, if the parents don't get along and have high conflict. So welcome, Meg. Great to have you back on. Thanks, Nikki. It's great to be, be back as well. I look forward to you giving us some tips uh, of how to navigate this, especially parents who are divorced and how to navigate all this. So yes. what are some common challenges that high conflict co-parenting parents face during the holidays? Um, well, generally speaking, Nikki, um, t- there's the time, scheduling, financial, sometimes traveling is involved. You know, if people live in separate locations, such as even separate states, you know, let alone separate yeah. cities, um, you know, packing for the kids and just overall the schedule of the kiddos, depending on what age they are, if they have um, significant others themselves or, you know, if they have sports games, you know, so so I think overall, the scheduling um, plays the biggest factor. And then trying to not just have that day, you know, being flexible, like maybe celebrating over the weekend, you know, so it's all about flexibility and self-regulation of the parents, I feel. And, and you know, it sounds like that that's probably easier said than done as we kind of go more into that for sure. Yes. So what is your advice for co-parents who are struggling to get along during the holidays? So I think the biggest thing is to remember to put the kids' needs first, um, help them to remain flexible, um, and if if possible, be as consistent as you can, and and try to just communicate effectively to their co to the co parent, so it makes it an enjoyable time for the kids because it can also cause a lot of anxiety for everybody involved, whether it's extended family or people that don't get to see the kids, you know, regularly. What is your advice for co-parents who are struggling to get along during the holidays? Um, I guess the best advice I could give Nikki is for them, for the co-parents to put the needs of the kids before their own um, and help help them also to remain flexible and and listen and validate their feelings because it's it's quite common for the children who go back and forth anyway to have a lot of dysregulation prior to the to leaving on most transition times and then um also flexibility for the the extended family that that's going to attend you know because you know everybody wants to see the kiddos but they're not always you know going to see them when they're when they're regulated probably. So just to remain flexible and calm. Again, doing a lot of deep breathing to kind of keep you there, right? For sure. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So how can co-parents improve their communication with one another to avoid conflict? Okay. So communication, I would, um, I guess the main thing is to keep it simple and to the point, such as um, we are thinking of having, let's, for instance, go Thanksgiving. We're Mm -hmm. thinking of having our Thanksgiving on Thursday at two. Does that work for you? Or when do you plan on having yours? And you can communicate via email if the emotions are high. Um, A lot of times that's kind of what's best in those high conflict cases and hoping that the 
you know, the communication won't flow. If it doesn't, you really can't control that. So you could just make an overall decision to, hey, we're going to just have our dinner on Saturday or we're going to get together on, on Friday afternoon. Um, so that leaves, you know, the actual day for the other parent. So make, basically planning to take the higher road anyway. Got you. I, you know, trying to compromise where you can, but definitely, you know, the best way is to always try to take that higher road. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Plan Again, B. I feel like the theme here is like easier said than done, but that's where it's really bearing down. And because and, and, that's going to be the best way to navigate the the conflict. Right. And then um, a couple of things I like to work with people in um, is uh, the nonverbal directives, basically. Um, just remember how you present the idea to your kids matters. So if you're like up in a frenzy, they're going to totally feed into that. And to tell yourself what I need in this moment, which is a strategy I like to use with my people that, you know, get increased in anxiety, whether it be the kids or the parents, what do I need in this moment? What matters is, and um, another one is parent, just parenting from a self-regulation space. Tell us more about that. What does that mean? So, so when we're self-regulated, we're able to just be more calm and go with things that come, come up unexpectedly. For instance, if I focus on what matters is the, what matters is part goes along with that in that it matters that we're all together. Mm, I got you. We're going to spend time together. It does not matter when, what matters is we're going to enjoy this time. And then as long as I'm self-regulated inside, then I'm going to present that on the outside. It's a lot of work, Nikki. It's intentionality at its finest for sure. But I mean, that's a great, great tip because I think the advice you're you're saying to to parents is like regulate yourself and that'll help you navigate things maybe a little easier, right? Once you're feeling more cool and calm within. Yeah. And then there's also that high and low. So basically if your emotions are or high, or if the other co-parents are high and frustrated, you always want to kind of hover at that mid range, because if you're going to be also dysregulated and highly emotional, no one's going to kind of get anything done gotcha. as far as scheduling you, you, that person ho- hopefully will end up coming down to you where you are. And that's self-regulation. Do you have more specific tips on how people can do that? Yeah. Um, what, let's see. I just, here's a real simple one. I ask people to look in the mirror sometimes when they're saying something in the moment, like, why are they doing this? You know, go look in the mirror real quick. What does your face look like? Are you, uh, are you grinchy? Are you kind of scowling? Right. Cause right. that's what you're presenting, you know, or if you're just, again, your interior dialogue, it's, it's not about all oh, they're messing me up again. It's about I'm so glad we're together. So those messages you send yourself are the mm-hmm. ones that are going to keep you functioning in a self-regulated space. Right, right. Oh, great tips. Again, I don't think sometimes people recognize what their face might be showing that they might really yeah. wear their emotions on their face and on their sleeve, as well as that self-talk is really important. What you're telling yourself is going to be leading how you're going to react. So it's great that you're reminding people to kind of adjust that a bit. 100%. And then, and then another one is recognize, regulate, and repair. So, of course, you can't repair in the moment if people are not agreeing or not communicating correctly, but you can recognize your own things and you can, you know, kind of uh, regulate yourself. 
Great tips there, Meg. Thank you. Yeah. What are some ways to help children cope with the stress of high conflict co-parenting? Okay. So the, um, I think this is the biggest part is remember that the kids are each a part of you. If, if it's a biological parent situation, of course, if they're adopted, you know, just they, by, by nurture, they're going to be part of that parent's family. Mm -hmm. So, so just remember that what, how you interact with that other person, whether you sort of send the message like, Oh, they're, they're mean or they're a hot mess or whatever, that child can identify with that part too and say, well, you think so-and-so is mad or mean. Does that mean I'm that way too? And so that kid will end up adopting that sort of persona or that mm, part. Okay. And um, you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're, um, you're welcoming both parts of those selves of parent of kids. Mm -hmm. Very important. That's clear. definitely, yeah, that I makes it yeah. totally clear. Very clear. Again, yeah. harder to do, but with practice, you'll get better at it. And it's, it's a great goal to try to nurture within yourself to do. Yeah. And again, this goes for just about everything, you know, when mm -hmm. you have difficult situations with work or with, with right. Uh, years people out on the road you know just be intentional and be it does matter what you say to yourself and, yes. and then focus on what is the real purpose here what are we trying to accomplish here right. having a great time fine we got i that. love that you clarify that because it's true we can get very much in the weeds of things so when you clarify what are, what are we really trying to accomplish here we're trying to have a good time have a nice holiday for the kids and yeah. with the kids right right yeah expectations sometimes have to be a little bit more soft Thought. Not hard and rigid. Right, mm -hmm. right. How can co-parents support each other during the holidays, even if they're not getting along? Okay. Um, I, I would recommend if if those co-parents are struggling to get along, they can keep in mind that a specific, if a specific day is needing to be shared, try stretching it out. Again, going back to those other days, having more than one or two days like, okay, you're taking the actual holiday. Well, we're going to go ahead and take that following Sunday. We're, or we're going to have that Saturday evening into Sunday. And that way, you know, it's a lot easier for the kids too to adjust. And they can feel a little more like relieved instead right. of trying to get everywhere on the same day. And, you know, right. somebody's going to be crabby at some point anyway. Right. Let alone they try to go to all the different houses, you know. Very true. Very true. Meg, this is just wonderful advice you're giving us as guidance. Anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, just a couple more off the top of my head. Um, just remember that the kids can always, the children, whether they're adult children or, or smaller, they can always sense our dysregulation. Um, they need that nonverbal permission to love and have a relationship with each of the parents um, and help them manage manage in this way like you can validate their anxiety or their feelings if they they have some strong emotions just validate hey this must be really hard i understand you're frustrated is there anything you need what can i do to help support those needs that you have um you know and you always want to approach it from basically a love and logic perspective or a win-win a mm -hmm. like if it's just a win for one parent, but not the other, that's really not a win for the kids. So you want it Good to point. be enjoy both enjoyable and free, yeah. kind of free to move and be more fluid and, you know, get self-care, take a walk, stay hydrated, call a friend if you need to. Um, you know, the kids are going to be, be happier, feel safer. 
and experience more joy when when all that kind of is more intentional. Definitely. I think that's I can go on and on, Nikki. No, I, I love just, it. But love you know, it, thanks. But you know, maybe we can always do a, a second Part two sometime. Yeah, definitely. And I think the key word you're emphasizing is in being intentional. I, I love always. that you're emphasizing that. Definitely. Thanks, oh, Nikki. Thank you again, Meg. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge on this topic with us. Love to have you back on. Thanks. Anytime. Have a wonderful day and happy holidays to you. You too. You too. I'd also like to thank the team behind the podcast, Jason Clayton, Juliana Whitten, and Chris Kelman, with a special thanks to Jason Clayton, who edits our episodes. Thank you for listening to Converse from the Couch. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.